The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hello. Chriselle, hello. Oh my gosh. Hi, Dave. I have to tell you, today is the day of my Britney Spears deep dive episode. <gasps> yes. And oh I know we're doing this on phone really quick, kind of like a throwback to Britney's Oops, I Did It Again album where everything was like a voicemail. But I have to ask you before I started, what was it like when you found out that your comment got deleted off of Britney's post? Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? I just have to say, I mean, for me, that was kind of confirmation that it wasn't her doing her social media. I think anyone that's been following this, you know, they already knew that. But for me, it was just kind of the confirmation I needed. And my comment was really nice to her. But, you know, her caption just really didn't seem in character of what she had said before that she really loved everyone having her back and she felt positive towards the, you know, all the feedback. And I just felt like her caption was saying the opposite. And so I was just saying, instead of like another dance video, can we get a video of you actually saying these things or writing your caption? Because I just felt like there was a lot of skepticism of her actually saying that and then found out it was deleted a fan pointed it out to me to me that was just kind of confirmation because my comment had racked up a ton of likes it was up there towards the beginning when you clicked the post it was oh yeah i saw it so i feel like it's like you know someone that had a certain motive that for me kind of showed that if someone was genuinely worried about her, they wanted to get that off so people didn't see it. You know, they don't like questions being raised. So I don't know. Just yeah, for me, I, I mean, we, it, it, it was confirmation. To, and the thing is, is we don't know. And, and that's why I wanted to get you on the phone just to just to start off this episode to say, listen, this is happening to people who aren't. I mean, you are a Britney fan, obviously. I feel like the world is a Britney fan. But when it comes down to it, People don't realize these weird things that are happening within her team. And this was so, you know, E! News picked it up and this was picked up very broadly. And then, of course, I felt cool because you're one of my greatest friends and my makeup client. And it's like, oh, my gosh, we're one degree from Britney right now. Like, how did did you ever expect you would be part of the free Britney movement? No, I definitely did not. It just, um, I mean, listen, I think um, one of the strongest things I heard about this was just that she doesn't even have the rights of like, I think they're equivalent to like a five-year-old child or something. And I feel like we've seen a lot of men in the press, you know, Charlie Sheen's of the world, like deal with all kinds of things, you know, in his personal life. And he never got treated this way. So I'm just very pro her being in charge of, you know, if someone is going to make those choices for her, then she should be in charge of helping pick those people. It should not be someone that she very actively does not want in charge of, you know, something that could be very monetarily an advantage to someone and saying she doesn't want them there. To me, that says everything. And this is not you saying this, Chriselle. This is court documents from her attorney speaking on her behalf through the legal system. If we can't listen to someone who has this much power and money over her own autonomy, then that's a scary place to be in. A hundred percent. I think it's ridiculous. And I just, again, I, I hate to stress this, but I just think it's a joke. They would never do this to a man in her position. It's never happened. I can't believe that we are in the position that we are. If that's what she's saying she wants, then give me a break. As long as that person is proven to be up for the job, which they are, then give it to the person she grants, you know, in that position. Yeah. The whole thing is is backwards. And I, I really, I hope that this is changing very quickly, very soon for her. Before I let you go, Chriselle, 
What do you think, just real briefly in like one sentence, what do you think Britney Spears means to so many people? Why do you think she's had this impact, you know, in 2020 and 2019 with this free Britney movement? What is it about her? Oh my gosh, she's the girl next door that we just, you know, idolize and and we want to be and she's brought so much joy and entertainment to so many people and it just seems we've needed her our whole lives. All of a sudden it might be that she needs us and so I feel like it's bonding everyone to feel like, wait, something is not right here. We need to all speak up for her because she can't speak for herself, which is ridiculous. Absolutely. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And again, thank you for picking up a phone call in a podcast. That's quite, quite. Anytime. I love you. (laughs) I love you too, Krishan. We will keep you posted. And thanks for being part of the Free Britney Army. Yes, babe. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Krishan. Bye. On this special episode of Back on Air, the podcast all about living life after second chances, to paraphrase Will I Am, you are now now rocking with Jared Lips and Britney Bitch. So today we are getting up-to-date info on just what is going on in the world of Britney and her very suspicious conservatorship. I know it was last minute, but I had to call Chrishell and just have her retell that story. Because it really is just so bizarre. And it also sets the tone for the kind of weird issues that just happen in Britney's orbit constantly. So I'm recording this all on Tuesday because I want it to be up to date with Britney's weekend wedding fun, which was so good to see, but also with today's court hearings. Now, if I sound a little elated, it's because right before I hit record, after I got off the phone with Chriselle, I got a text from my friend Dana, who was just on the show a few weeks ago, and she says, what do you think about Britney speaking in court? And then I got another text and another text. And I was like, what is going on? And I soon found out that yes, indeed, Britney is going to court. She's having her day in court, facing the judge and speaking out. She will address everyone freely without the confines of editing or control. And You know, it's no secret that Britney has become the unofficial pop star poster child for comebacks, but it turns out we have been duped and we've been waiting for the comeback all this time. It's been 13 years and we are ready for her comeback, for her real comeback. And that is the comeback of her own autonomy, where she has her own rights back. Now, listen, I have no need to do a cancellation coverage because I want this corrupt conservatorship canceled once and for all. It's not going to happen overnight. So while we wait, please enjoy my chat with my friend Kelly Madison, a brilliant actress from films like Odd Thomas and Faults, and a wonderful mother to two children under the ages of four, and a Britney fan just like me, and she is ready to spill a little tea. Thank you so much for being here on my (laughs) special Britney Spears deep dive. You know, I needed to bring in a person who I can trust first and foremost, because let me tell you, this free Britney business is untrustworthy business. 
to say the least. So I needed to bring someone I trust. Kelly, we go way back to the restaurant days. One of my first friends in Los Angeles. You know about my obsession of Britney. You know about all my pop culture idiosyncrasies. Yeah, and now I'm an absolute fan, like a diehard (laughs) fan of this podcast. So this to me is thrilling right now to be on here. I am barely keeping it together, Jared. (laughs) Yes, and I wanted you on specifically. A, I wanted a friend on, just like I said, just so we can banter and kind of get before we get into the real formalities of her court cases and all of that stuff. Because it's important to remember that she is a human underneath all of this drama and gossip and this disgusting obsession over her finances. And there's a human behind that. And I'm often you know, known as being like the Britney Spears expert and the free Britney person. And I can dissect all the uh, court documents. And all that comes from honestly, is a lot of free time and research. Everyone knows, you know, I was sick and recovering. So it's not something like I'm not a lawyer, obviously. But I like our juxtaposition because I am this super fan. And you're a super fan, but in a different way. Like what's your kind of experience with Britney Spears? She came alive to me in high school. That was probably our timelines kind of, that was 97, 98, like around there. I was, she was just all over MTV and I would race home for TRL and oh my gosh, I'm old and watch those videos and love it. And, and then college, I just, you know, my love blossomed because toxic was playing all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like I am woman, hear me roar. Look at her, look at her on that motorcycle. Oh my God. And then actually at my wedding years later, I dipped back into my love of Britney and toxic was our final dance. Were you and your husband at your wedding? No, with (laughs) me and my BFA students, my fellow actors, we took the floor and it was kind of gross and kind of beautiful. Um, My husband was (laughs) standing at the side. I don't know what he was thinking. And so I was like, you know, like, you know that when you're just like so sweaty and you've had too many shots and you're just. I just have to give you credit for taking over your wedding day as every bride should and not including the groom in the final epic dance to Britney Spears's biggest hit and only Grammy winner in her career. So I just Thank you. I mean, iconic. That is iconic. And I, I will choose to use that for my future lessons. Uh, but speaking of toxic, now talk about this segue. Speaking of toxic, boy, what a situation Britney Spears is in. This conservatorship is real toxic, huh? Um, nice. So you're a casual fan. You're obviously a fan, but you don't keep up with every single thing like I do, where I'm looking at posts, I'm seeing who's commenting, I'm, I'm keeping a close tabs on where Britney's been spotted last. I'm keeping, you know, I'm keeping close tallies. You are not doing that. You have a different experience. And what is that kind of like when you interact or see Britney Spears on social media? Well, I listen to your podcast, obviously, like we talked about. So I know you've covered this, but I, I can't help but feel, you know, when I see her on Instagram, I don't understand why some things look good and normal. And then some things look weird. Oh my some God. Stuff she's sharing. And I know you talked about it, but the swaying, I, I, it it's, is, it just, it makes you feel kind of weird and sad for her. It's eerie too. It just doesn't seem it's right. Eerie. It seems eerie. I mean, as a fan like you are who follows her on Instagram, but like I said, doesn't keep up with her every move, you're probably like getting whiplash because one moment you have Britney Spears swaying with, you know, dark circles under her eyes, reading something saying, everyone's asking me about my favorite Disney movie and it is frozen. And then the next video, she's like, 
hey guys, this is how I make a sandwich. Like this is my favorite type of sandwich in the whole world. And she's so coherent. Yeah, that was a weird video. Yeah. I watched and it, that again for this episode just because I wanted, and that one was really yeah, the sandwich was Can a you weird answer that one. for me? Like, why is this <laughs> happening? Good? Well, so there's an interesting new tweet that came out because, and we're going to get into this in a, in a little bit, but Brittany attended an Armenian wedding over the weekend and she was seen on her boyfriend, Sam Asgari's Instagram looking much different and acting much different than what we usually see on her own page. So this is where I don't like to get too much into conspiracy theory, but I will because that's all we have uh, sometimes with understanding Britney Spears' situation. And basically it would be in her conservatorship, AKA her father and all those leeches. It would be in their best interest for her to maintain an appearance of looking unstable, unwell, air quotes, I'm using very heavy air quotes here, crazy. Yeah. It would be in their best interest for her to have this documented on a social media platform where you have over 27 million people following her commenting stuff like, "Ooh, she doesn't look well. So then you have to question what's the sincerity and what's the sinister aspect of her social media? Because we know from court documents, we know she has limited access to her internet and her internet is controlled by her conservatorship. So now we would like to think that an almost 40 year old woman who's being controlled by her father would be allowed some liberties and freedoms, but it just does not seem like that is the case based on documents and footage that we see of her holding a flip phone. And then of course, as soon as it was called out that she was holding a flip phone, the next paparazzi shot a week later, she's holding an iPhone. So there are are some weird inconsistencies. And I will say the cooking video, the cooking video didn't freak me out as much as it freaked other people out because she still had a tone to her voice that it seemed like she was with it. And we will never understand none of us. The, The closest person that Britney Spears will ever relate to will be Christina Aguilera. That is the only person who she will ever be able to understand the magnitude of the type of fame she had at that specific era, all of that kind of stuff. You're right. So she's very isolated. So I find that when she posts these videos that she is happy to post, even just making a sandwich or painting outside, I feel like that's the real Britney. I think she is weird. I think she is quirky. And I think she is emotionally stunted because, again, we don't know. Besides her and Christina Aguilera, we don't know what it was like to be the number one pop star in 1999 to 2004 at the height of changing internet culture, all yeah, of that. Jared, you're no so good one at knows. this. You're so <laughs> good at this. You had two ways. You either become, you know, Christina Aguilera, where you're, you're a fighter, you're strong, and you set things your way. You're the diva. You know, no eye contact, no air conditioning on at certain times. She doesn't wake up till 5 p.m. All these Christina tendencies. Or you're like Brittany, who would who would just be a normal mother if it wasn't for this conservatorship. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is this is crazy. But what if the conservatorship is actually saving her life? Is that a possibility? Ooh, like a little devil's advocate or something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So when I Googled for alternatives for a conservatorship in the state of California, one of the first things that popped up were options other than a conservatorship for adults who cannot comprehend or communicate. So that should set the level of where we're at with people who are normally 
getting a conservatorship. So they give an option. And this is from a lawyer's, uh, just a website who deals with a state law in Los Angeles County. And he's basically saying there's so many alternatives to a conservatorship because a conservatorship is so never ending and so hard to get out of. Because I get it. It sounds crazy. It's like none of you know Britney Spears. Her dad knows her and her doctors know her and her attorneys know her. They would be the ones who would know what's best for her. But then you have to be reminded that Britney Spears is paying for her attorney, for her dad's attorney, and for her dad's attorney's attorneys, all for the conservatorship to keep it going where she keeps having no freedom and no access to her own money that she spent the past 39 years earning. It feels so illegal. It just feels like it's really hard to make it. Yeah. To play the devil's advocate because it just doesn't make sense. And now you should be a lawyer. (laughs) A lawyer (laughs) for Britney. It doesn't make sense. It's just an average fan. I'm, you know, who hasn't been able to pay attention to all the little, little pieces and the little updates, except that it's weird on her Instagram. It's weird to see good videos and some strange ones. And this is insane. You have an Armenian connection and that is your husband is Armenian. I do. Yes. This weekend, our beloved Brittany had the time of her life at an Armenian wedding. She went with her boyfriend who is 27. He's fine as can be. He was the best man in this wedding. And you saw the stories, right? I did. I was going to say though, do you like, do we like him? We like him. It sounds like we like the boyfriend. Here's my stance. And I say this every time he's paying his bills. His bills are paid. So right now we'll focus on free Britney. We'll focus on getting the dad the fuck out of there then we can worry about Sam. But I will say it was so nice seeing her at an Armenian wedding, dancing to the music. And is there anything you can relate to that kind of experience, like the culture clash of being in a different, a different culture? Is it, is it just like a wild, like, what do you think Brittany felt? So Brittany felt, she was definitely doing the, um, I mean, I didn't see a video proof of it, but she was screwing in the light bulbs. That's a big dance that they do. You screw the light bulbs in as you're dancing and I screwed in so many light bulbs yes. at my wedding. At my just wedding. if you can't, obviously this is not a visual <laughs> platform, but so so the dance, this is a dance move, I take it, Kelly. This is a and, dance move. And you're ta- basically taking your wrist and it looks like you are screwing a light bulb in. I'm and screwing that is, two light bulbs in at the yeah. same time. And you kind of have and your I'm hands just, up around your head. Move, and, exactly, they're around and you move yes. and you feel the music and it's just such a loving, If you're listening, culture. I hope you are screwing the light bulb right now. So Britney Spears definitely had quite the experience at this Armenian wedding it seems like yes as okay. she should have I mean, definitely without a doubt and i'm sure the food was amazing and <laughs> oh and then having britney there i can't imagine the, the feeling of that that was the funny part too was the, the consensus online was what would you do if like you send out your plus ones and you get back and it says Britney Spears and you're just like is that the like excuse me I'm the bride of this wedding is that the Britney Spears <laughs> and you're just trying to be cool because you don't want to like be the nobody wants to make it weird but of course you Listen, know folks are coming out everywhere I got a couple of dreams with Britney my dream for Britney is to be free I don't care if she ever performs again I don't care if I get to do her makeup my dream is for her to be free and then my second dream is for her to be a surprise guest at my wedding it sounds like the puffs have run out for your child I think so so should my I dream- let you go 
go. <laughs> I was just going to say my dream is my dream is all of that for you. And my dream is for Brittany to understand to recognize this someday with the, the fight you're doing, the, the you're you're keeping us all engaged and you know everything. And I always turn to you for all the information and staying up on Brittany. I'm so grateful for your service. I just want you to know that. Thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate it. Everyone can follow Kelly at Kelly Madison on Instagram. She's an amazing actress. Check out some of her roles that she's been in. And I'll talk to you soon, Kelly. Now, I wish I had time to just reminisce on how beautiful Brittany looked at that wedding, hanging out with her boyfriend and his friends, but there's no time to waste. And now we need to get into some of the legalities and the technicalities with Miss Megan Radford, who is one of the co-managers of the iconic Free Britney LA Instagram and Twitter accounts. It is ran by a group of attorneys and intellectual types who are really into studying the case of Britney Spears and finding real world ways to make a difference, not only for her, but for all of those who suffer from guardianship abuse. So it's really amazing and enjoy the convo with Megan. Megan Radford of Free Britney LA Instagram fame. Thank you so much for joining me on this monumental occasion. Let's start with the big news, which is Britney's appearance in a couple of months. What does it mean? What do we know? Britney's court-appointed attorney, Sam Ingham, actually saved it for the very, almost the very end. And he said he just had a couple of housekeeping matters that he wanted to ask the court about. So Sam Ingham said that the conservatee directly asked him to speak to the court, and she wanted it to be done separately from the other matters that were at hand that are being continued to a few months from now. And the matters at hand, just to clarify, because a lot of people aren't like us. We are the cream of the super fan crop. We know the lingo. We know more about courts than we should. Let's face it. So so the continuations that you're speaking about, what are those? Are those all the financial matters? Yeah, it's the accounting. So the 12th accounting is still not approved. And then they'll have the 13th accounting coming up soon as well. What does the 12 and 13 accounting mean? The 12th year of the conservatorship and the 13th year of the conservatorship. Wow. So they're they're already a little bit behind schedule with this accounting thing. And we've been a little suspicious of these accounting proceedings for a couple of different reasons. First of all, the the most jarring thing that I think people are not realizing with these court appointments is they are very focused on the finances. And it seems that we are forgetting about a, a little certain someone who's the whole purpose of this conservatorship is to take care of them and to provide them with the best living situation, not to provide her team with the most money. So that's been the big issue. We're so obsessed with the finances that we're forgetting about Brittany, the human being. Yep. I mean, until Ingham said that Brittany wanted to address the court directly, and which was toward the end of today's hearing, nothing was said about her. It was all about the accounting. It was all about the fee petitions, which are the fees that the lawyers charge the estate on both sides that Brittany pays for. And there was a little bit about Jody Montgomery, who they have petitioned to make permanent conservator of the person, but only in the sense that they're going to continue that matter 60 days. We'll put this in very layman's terms. Jody Montgomery is the conservator of Britney's persons. And as I had mentioned earlier on, when you're in a conservatorship, you know, you have the personal level, like we talked about, and the financial level. So Jody has temporarily replaced her father. 
because he stepped down, the father stepped down himself, of only Brittany the person, which is really ass backwards when you think about a father's care and love. He's not concerned about his daughter's well-being on a personal level, but he's very concerned about the finances. In fact, did we get any update with the finances? Because I know he was fighting to stay on 50-50 with the fiduciary Bessemer Trust, which is a well-established estate a fiduciary, which is a financial institution that deals with celebrity money, you know, multi-millions of dollars. James Spears, who has no knowledge of <laughs> managing a pop star's career, is fighting to stay on as a financial person. Do we get any resolve to this? Bessemer is still not officially in and Ingham did ask about it. And Vivian Thorine, who is James's litigious attorney, Thorine said that she would be signing the order this week. So we'll see if that actually happens, number one. But so that does mean that most likely Bessemer will share 50-50 powers over the conservator of the estate with James. So that means 50-50, all financial decisions will have to be agreed upon by both this well-respected financial institution and Brittany's uneducated, alcoholic, abusive father, who she has claimed the only statement she has made very loudly clear is I do not want my father to be my conservator, which she has been saying since 2008. She has been saying since 2008, the attorney Streisand, um, yes, relation to Barbara, fun fact, he did confirm that this has been the case since 2008 when when this conservatorship began. So we have all of these things. And just a reminder, Vivian, which you just mentioned, Miss Thorene, is Jamie Spears's attorney, Britney's father's attorney. And she famously appeared on Framing Britney Spears and chillingly was asked how many cases she saw of a conservatee being freed from their conservatorship. And she said, none, never hasn't happened. Yeah. And a fun fact about her is that she was involved in the original setup of the conservatorship and then left, was gone for a long time, filmed framing Britney Spears last summer when she was not on the case. And then a month later, essentially rejoined the team on James's side still, even after knowing about the Free Britney movement and all of the corruption that had been exposed, still willingly signed up again to join James's team. My favorite quote from Vivian Thorine in Framing Britney Spears is when she says that a conservator of the person is intended for someone who needs help brushing their teeth and feeding themselves and things like that. It's just so absurd to think that Britney Spears needs this. It's asinine. How long was this court trial? It lasted about an hour. And so nothing got accomplished at all, aside from the big news. They did grant the motion to seal Jody's payments and attorney's payments. So that was the only thing that was really accomplished. And so what are your thoughts on that? Of Basically, Jody, again, is, is who's going to be her conservator, most likely will be her permanent conservator of her person, not her finances. And she got her payment sealed and all the attorney's payments sealed. Is that suspicious? Yeah, it's all a racket. Is that precedent? Is that normal? I mean, normally conservatorship cases are public and you can access the hearings publicly and you can access all the court files. Uh, the public has access to those things. So it's already an anomaly of a situation that Brittany has had 
so much of it sealed for so long. And when we have it stated in a court document that Brittany doesn't want this swept away as her family's secret, then I think that it goes against her wishes to have types of things sealed. And that's something that I always say, no matter how many podcasts I do, no matter what I talk about, Brittany, I have, of course, my theories, my conspiracy theories. I talked about it with my friend who I mentioned, you know, it's in their best interest to make her look crazy on her social media. It's in her best interest. And people get kind of annoyed at me thinking that is so conspiratorial. Why would they go out of the way to make her seem this way? And we're dealing with people who don't know what they're doing either, which is the part that everyone forgets. We think, oh, she's a superstar. She's got this A-list team in place like Beyonce would have or Kanye West had when he was 5150, which by the way, was the exact same experience that Britney Spears had. And after his 72 hour hold, he was released and was able to continue doing what he wanted and was able to, you know, file for divorce and, and live his life to the fullest. Britney Spears was in the exact same position. She was 5150, except hers turned into a 13 year forced kind of work labor uh, entrapment. So it's fucked up. It's just so fucked up. Oh, I have two more things I wanted to just say about Lynn Spears. Just Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. She came onto the scene as an interested party in June 2019. She is the only person whose attorneys are not paid for by Britney Spears. So Jamie wow. Spears' attorneys are paid for by Britney Spears and Britney Spears' mm-hmm. court-appointed attorney is paid for by... Britney Spears. So Britney pays everyone on both sides. The only person who pays their own attorney fees is Lynn Spears. And I give her a lot of credit for that. And I also think that it must be incredibly difficult to go up against your abuser, which she talks about how abusive James was in her book through the storm. So I think that she is incredibly brave and I'm proud of the progress that she has been able to help make for Britney that is telling. Her father is in court fighting to stay desperately to stay attached to his daughter's finances, even though all she wants is to have nothing to do with him. And here you have her mother paying probably quite a fortune for attorneys to help her daughter. Tell us a bit about being part of the behind the scenes of Free Britney and running this Instagram and what you do and how you unite the fans across the world. It's really special. It's a really special movement because we all came together because of our love for Britney Spears. But then we've really uncovered a very corrupt system that affects thousands of people across the country and beyond who experience conservatorship abuse. And so now our advocating goes beyond just Britney. And so it's really powerful. And I'm really proud to be a part of this movement. But Behind the scenes on the Free Britney LA account, there's a lot of content planning, campaign planning. We plan the rallies in LA. We read every court document and try to digest them, working with other attorneys in the movement to put out the information in a way that's easy to understand. There's a lot more to it than you might expect. It's definitely a part-time job in addition to the full-time jobs that we all have. <laughs> but yes. we're, very, we're very passionate about it and very grateful that we can help give a voice to Brittany, who is voiceless right now. When do we see freedom happening for our girl? I would hope that we see a free Brittany by the end of this year. <gasps> it will require her speaking out, speaking her truth, and Lynn speaking out and speaking her truth. And then obviously someone has to file to terminate this thing. So there are definitely some actions that need to be taken, but 
I personally think that because we know that it was fraudulent since day one, we shouldn't have to go through all of the litigation that some people seem to think might happen. And I've spoken to probate attorney Lisa McCarley about this as well, that because of the fraudulent setup in the beginning, there should be a way to terminate it without going through a long litigious process. Amazing. Megan, thank you so much for enlightening us all on today's court hearing. I appreciate all the work you and Team Free Britney LA does. Free Britney LA, it's an amazing account. It's where I get most of my Free Britney resources. Megan, you are doing Godney's work, saving the Holy Spirit from these evil demons and the horrible Lucifer. We're certainly trying. We're grateful for everyone in the movement. It's definitely a joint effort. Yes, it is. Well, thank you for being here with me. and. Let's free Britney. Free Britney. (laughs) Thank you all for listening to this deep dive into my favorite pop star. I am desperately waiting for her real second chance at life. And I hope she gets to enjoy it with her family and doing whatever she does that will make her happy. And just so you know, Britney Spears never has to sing another song or step foot on another stage if she does not want to. I will support her and I hope you will too. There is no need for any shitty self-care this episode because let's face it, I have a feeling Britney Spears has run the gamut of shitty self-care while she's isolated and trapped within her home and listening to these restrictions. So in lieu of a shitty self-care, we are going to manifest a free Britney. Thank you. And I will talk to you all next week. Back on Air is a production of Embassy Row. Our executive producer is Sarni Rogers. This episode was produced by Alexa Machia and Anna Marie Johnson. The show is edited by Maureen Bigas. The theme music is by Josie Mark. Thanks for listening. And please follow me on Instagram at Jared Lips, on Twitter at Jared M. Lips, and email the show backonairjared at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you stream podcasts, and I'll see you next week. Bye.